Bink, the humble monster. How you doing, man? Man, You're I can't finally here, huh? I can't complain too much. Hey, man, not looking at your, uh, looking at your, your, your gear. <laughs> the last few years, I don't know why you be complaining. Man, you know, it's hey, still trying to, still trying to make it, man. Hey, man, you know, it's it's, a, it's an uphill battle. We you in a forever changing world, game industry, everything, man. You gotta. It's constant. And it's evolving not in our favor. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly, man. So that I think that's more I have a challenge more with that than the actual creative side. It's just always trying to find how I fit in without fitting in. That part. Yeah. <laughs> that part. That's that's having a conscious of, of, of having some type of integrity. Yes. For you for your music. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But before we get too far, I gotta you know I gotta introduce you. I can't just bring you on everybody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but you know we are, we are already getting into <laughs> Yeah, that part. Grammy Award winning. You know what I mean? The man only guy I know from Waco, Texas, besides hey. Dave Rest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, he brought you bunch of Kanye's uh, joints, Watch the Throne, the new uh, uh, J. Cole joint, ladies and gentlemen, the symbolic one, what we call S1. What's good? What's good, my guy, Beak? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, listen, the first time I heard Power, I had, to, I had to find out who it was. Wow. Like, I had to find out, like, hold, hold on, wait, wait. No, nah, that's, that's amazing coming from you, man, because, like, you one of those producers – like, like I have a, a certain select, you know, producers that every time I saw somebody's name or this a specific producer's name on right. a song or album cover or in the credits or whatever, like, I, I, it's automatic that I listen to it. You were one of them guys, man, because of your oh, consistency. Wow. You know, so for you to say something like that is like, man, yeah. this, is, this is crazy. When I heard Power, I was like, who is this? <laughs> like, and that's how I've always been. Like, I don't just like to hear things that actually moves me and impresses me and inspires mm -hmm. me and not know who's responsible. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I always made it a thing for me to find out, yo, who was that? Yeah. Now I think you know I think saying? that just comes from from the you know the the era that we come from, man, because I still do the same thing. You know, I'm I'm still a guy that, you know. I hate that we that there's not any physicals anymore, CDs or you know things of that sort. Because I'm the type of guy that every time I bought went to the store and bought an album, I'm reading yeah. the credits as I'm looking at the album. You know, well, I don't as, know. as I'm well, listening. I don't know to the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm the same way. So now that it's been replaced with streaming, and not all the time they have the credits. So if I hear something I like, I'm like, yo, I'll start my Google searches. Like, yo, who did this joint? I'm the same way, man. But you, um, you, you, you've always had a, 
a different approach from day one. Like you can tell that you're just uh, a fan of music because you don't you don't put yourself in a box, whether it's timing of the drums or the the genre of the music. You know what I'm saying? Like I see you have a very open mind when you look for samples or just just creating whichever you know which we share mm-hmm. the same sentiments where it's just like to hear that from somebody else is always is dope because we're so we're such in a monkey see monkey do yeah musical era you know what i'm saying like everybody's last record is based on the record before that yes you know what i'm saying Remake. whereas we like we're not we're not even listening to that like yeah. okay that was cool yeah yeah, yeah. but <laughs> Let me see what this Polish music talking about right quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, any, <laughs> like, like anything just to spark that idea. What, yeah. what, what, what got you there? Like, who was some of your favorites? Like, the person that really made you be like, you know what? I'm producing. Like, what guy was that? It, it with me, it was. I would have to say it was Dilla, man. Uh, yeah, it was definitely Dilla. Prior to that, you know, I was always, um, I was into music, but. You know, before, you know, in school, I was, I didn't even have a, it wasn't even a thought of me being a music producer. It wasn't even a goal. It was a passion. Same here. (laughs) Same here. Not until I graduated. Yeah, not not until I graduated, man. And then I I started hanging with with, with one of my cousins, you know, and he was in one of my first group and the group that we, that actually started to do some, which was Strange Fruit Project. But he was like super MC. Every time I'm with him, every time I'm riding around with him, he freestyling it to every joint that come on. So I just kind of picked it up, you know. Uh, so we started a little rap group, started writing, and um, and then we got to the point to where our demo tapes basically consisted of just us rhyming over other people's music, instrumental break beats. And it came to a point that was like, yo, man, how are people making their own stuff? And, you know, I started digging more and listening more. And I came across, like, just some old Dilla beats and some early Slum Village stuff, man. And um, and it, w- it was just life-changing for me because just the way... What year it- was that? What year was that? Um, this was, like, 98. No, 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 95, 96. 95? Okay. Yeah, 95, 96. Yeah, probably. Great 95. time for hip-hop, great time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, with me, it was just coming across his music. And um, once once I started hearing his stuff and everything that I was listening to, and then I started going back and realizing he was part of the UMA. And then, you know, of course, I was a big Tribe fan, but I started looking, listening to Tribe's stuff even more exactly and, uh, yeah it, it just really just reshaped my whole creative uh creative bug oh he he would definitely send you back to the drawing board like yeah you know bro. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to his stuff. it's like okay maybe i don't know a lot because i'm still bugging up the donuts correct man bro I'm, I'm telling you it's just something about you know i always say like one of the things I try to go in uh, with in, in my creative mode is um, music uh, or feeling over technicality. And it was always feeling over technicality with, with him, you know, Fact. because every time I played something, it may, it literally made me feel a certain type of way. 
Like you can't swing with the quantize on. Yes, you can't. It's 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 no way, man. It's all you stop playing with the numbers. You start playing with the numbers, but you know, I was blessed enough to to be able to program freehand mm -hmm. good enough to leave it there. That's man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like real, like like for real, like it's just like you say, when you got a field, I mean it's not dead on. Mm -hmm. So you're either gonna be ahead or behind. So it's like yep. as soon as you hit quantize, all that feeling leaves. Yes. <laughs> it's out yeah. of here. See you later. Yeah, so he mastered that man and, and he was definitely one of those one of the ones that was like, yo, this is I wanna make people feel like this. Or or if I don't make people feel like this, I wanna at least come close, try to come close to it. <laughs> and he like his his he had such a wide spectrum of you know music yeah. like going from you know uh Bilal to Erica Badu yeah. to, to mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's just like God this dude Yeah man like that's what really impressed me about him as well and and the fact that he never used the same drums ever. It's crazy. So once I heard yeah once I heard that that's what made me say, you know what you gotta step your game up. Crazy. Early, yeah. I had it. I had my favorite snare and kick early. Yeah, so we hey, we all have that. <laughs> we all had that, man. So, so yo, I gotta stop this shit. I gotta stop it. And I stopped. And once I start paying more attention to Dilla, and mm -hmm. you know, and you know, actually, and just listening, like, you know what? I, I recognize the breaks. Mm -hmm. I said, "Well, he topping these joints up." Yeah, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, and oh, that, that's what. Man, that's what really made him special is the way he saw music and the way he saw, like, you know, just different pieces of the sample and how he chopped it. Man, it was just something special about that. Insane. I was uh, at Soundtracks one night with Knotts and them, and they, were, they used to do a lot of work with Buster. Mm -hmm. So uh, Buster had his door open to his studio, and his beat tape was playing. And the beats were fading out and fade into each other. Like, it was never a quiet spot. It was always another beat coming on as the other one was going off. And every last one of them was just like, what the fuck is that? Man. And I had to ask him, well, who beat tape is this, bro? They're like, Dilla. Wow. And I was just like, every last one on the swing on it was so Man. different. I'm like, what sample is that? And what he like, what no. in the world? Like nothing. I know. You know what I'm saying? It was like just yeah. so unique. I was just like, wow. You know what I mean? And the feel to it though was just like, because yeah. to me today, Knotts is the closest thing we got to Dilla. Yes, I agree. You know what I'm saying? And Dilla spent a lot of time down here in Virginia with with Knotts. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. And Dilla came out here a lot, and um, I was actually blessed for him to come to my house. Amazing. In Jersey. Uh, he was signed to Universal at the time. That's amazing, and man. A friend of mine was working there at the time, and um, he had given him some of my beats. Mm -hmm. And he actually did one, but I had already give, given it to Jizza wow. from Wu-Tang. So years later, he came back. After he passed, he came back, and he had already done a song to it called My Diary, which was the title track wow. to his album. You know what I'm saying? So we ended up coming out anyway. So I was just like, wow, I was just, but when he came to my house, I had no idea of the Uma things he had done. Mm. And I was so mad because I'm like, I was such a, a stand for yeah. the tribe. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like a stand for tribe. So had I known that, I gave it up to him. 
Mm-hmm. But it just would have been a whole, yeah, been a whole, <laughs> a whole nother level, man. You know, it's hell on the level giving it up to him. Yeah, man. What, what's, what's crazy is like one, once, you know, um, we started my group, Strange Fruit Project, and things start to take off for us, um, you know, um, just from like putting our first album out, you know, we started to get, you know, that was, this was back in the days where uh, Little Brother would start the bubble and Slum Village right. was starting the bubble. You know, we were big fans of theirs as well, but we started getting the comparisons and then we became like one of Questlove's favorite group and he passed it to Badu. Badu wound up becoming a fan of our group and my managers at the time were living in LA and I remember, man, one day he called me and he was like, yo, you're not going to guess, you're, gonna, you're not going to believe what went down last night. He said, I was at the root down, spot in LA, you know, where they have a lot of, a bunch of underground. He was like, and I saw Dylan and I, I went up to him and, you know, just introduced myself. He's like, yo, you know, my name is uh, Vincent Brandon. I, um, uh, I, I manage the group Strange Fruit Project. And he said, Dylan was like, for real? You managed Strange Fruit Project? He was like, yo, big fan, big fan. And then he said, at that time, we were actually, we had already kind of wrote on our vision board that we wanted him to either produce something or remix. He had actually, you know, a couple weeks later, he had actually agreed to do a remix for us to one of our songs called Love Is. And right. bro, I tell you, I was so excited that, you know, one of my heroes was gonna do a remix for us. Right. But unfortunately, like, you know, things kind of went down from there and he passed like a few months later. So it was like right, it was like right in those days. Crazy. And, I, just, and, and that that's, that's like you say, when if you are a producer, mm-hmm. you couldn't, you couldn't help but be a fan of Dilla. Yeah, like man. It's like it was just too much to 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 take in listening to his music. Like you can learn so much just listening, because you know you understood what it took to get it there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, that type yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? How um how how did you end up meeting up with with Ye though? Um. So Ye, the situation with Ye came from, um. It was really relationships. So I started working with little brother. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, good friends with Fonte, Pooh and uh, Knife Wonder. Uh, started work with them. And then I was working with Fonte on his solo stuff. And it was basically just a situation where Fonte hit me up one day. He was like, yo, my guy Ryan Fest needs some more beats to finish his album. I'm gonna link y'all too. So I'm like, cool. So he linked us. I sent Ron Fest some beats over. Uh, and also I did a remix for him because it was it was one particular track that he had a, a, a beat for, but he was having problems with the producers. So he was like, yo, can you do another beat for this joint? So I did that. He loved it. I sent him some more beats and he was like, yo, I'm loving these. Uh, he told me it was like four beats that he wanted to use for his album, but he was at the end of his budget. So he was like, yo, can I pay you for two of the beats? And can I have the other two? And I wasn't tripping at the time. I was like, yo, right. you know what? I was like, pay me for the two beats and I'll just give you the, give you these other two. Like, I'm a big fan. And he was like, cool. So fast forward a couple months later, he's in the studio with Kanye and he calls me and he, he's on the phone and he's kind of whispering. He's like, yo, I'm out here in Hawaii in the studio with Kanye. Send me some beats over. 
And if I get the opportunity, I'm going to try to play them for them. So I was like, cool. So I sent the beats over to them and didn't hear nothing back. So automatically in my mind, I'm like, okay, either Ye didn't like the stuff or he didn't get to play them for him. So right. go on, mind my own business. You know, that's a story I had heard so many times at that, at that, at that time. Uh, but out of the blue one day, he sends me a text message and, it's the, and the text said, uh, Kanye is loving your stuff. He says he's about to change your life. You know, so I'm reading this text like, yo, this is crazy. Following day, um, I'm out, me and my wife were out eating and I get an email from Don C. He was like, yo, get to the airport. Your flight is leaving for Hawaii uh, later today. Oh, damn. So yeah, so I'm at the airport and by this time things is happening so fast. I'm like, yo, what is going on? So that whole six hour flight, I'm on there just just my mind is just racing, like, like man, like, you know, because I because prior to that, it was like years of trying to get to that moment. Right. But having so much fall through and rejection and all of that, you know, so I was just like, man, what is going on? So wind up going to Hawaii. You know, getting I'm in the studio. It's him and Fast and me, and he was like, "Yo, I'm really loving your beats. It's making me want to rap again." And he was like, "I already recorded to one of them." And he hit play, and it was the the power record. And mind you, that when he first played it, it was different verses. The hook was completely different. It was it was like super raw, you know. Right. Some of the instrumentation that he had. Um, added to it wasn't there so it was just raw just raw beats and rhymes right and i was sitting there listening to it the whole time like yo this kanye is actually rhyming over one of my beats and i was just in this <laughs> this, this this phase you right. know where i was just almost uh hypnotized <laughs> yeah just by the moment man and actually feeling like i had like everything was finally starting to really work out you know, so I wound up staying up there for like two weeks and uh, working on the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album, man, and hearing your joint over and over, like, yo, who did this? <laughs> and man, I and thought we, like, just, we just crazy. missed each other, actually. What was that? We had just missed each other. Wow. Actually, you know what I'm saying? When I yeah. came to Hawaii as well. It's crazy, man. So it was, so that, of course, that, that will, that's what really took my career to the next level, just being on that album and having his first single. And uh, yeah, that's how I came about. Um, so being on that Kanye album definitely put you like in the window of the Gucci store. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was hey, I was still I was still broke when that album came out. So nah, I wasn't in the Gucci store. I wasn't in the Gucci store, man. <laughs> That check ain't hit, the, ain't hit the account yet. Ah, you know I mean? man. And, you know, that was a whole, at that time, that was, you know, prior to that, I was just doing it, you know, independent joints here and there, trying to pay the bills. Now, I was looking. I was looking like, yo, to see you go from zero to 60, and the time that you did, it was like, because yeah. I tell people all the time, listen, man, in this game, you get a shitload of no's. Yes. But that one yes can change your life. That one yes can change your that life. That one you one. get a whole bunch of no's in a row. You know what I'm saying? Whole bunch of nose, so if you man. ain't built for, you know, discouragement and just keep getting up, brushing yourself off. This not the game. This is not the game for you, man. Get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> get out now. Save yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, that no, that's so, the truth, man. I, I tell people all the time, like, you gotta be able to go through the 
the 20 no's, the 50 no's to get to the one yes. You know, and, and that's what, that was one of the things that I, I say my 13 years prior to getting that power joint, it was my boot camp. It was going through those rejections. But one thing about me is those rejections was actually making me better. Because it was like, okay, um, I get the no. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm a human, so I get discouraged. But every right. time I get discouraged or, or down, or feeling a little down, like that next day, I'm, I'm excited. Okay, they didn't like this. I'm going back in the lab, and I'm going to make something. So every time I was failing at something, I was just increasing, bro, because I just wanted to prove myself so much. And I knew the only way to do that was to get back in the lab and get better. That's the only way, bro. Yeah. Like it says, like, it was, I had so many defining moments like that, too, where, you know, you, you meet up with somebody, and they hear, hear your beats, and they, now nah, I don't really hear nothing, you know what I'm saying? It's not really the direction I'm trying yeah. to go in, like, <laughs> Okay, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate your time, but that's yeah, like a part of you die inside. Like, yeah, it does, man. It really does. Man, I've had so many moments like that, bro. Like for real. But then another another good thing is a lot of those moments that early moments I have, like coming in contact with. I remember giving like Game a beat CD, trying to get on 50s album. I had like direct, like I was working with Shy Money close, and this was all before the Power Joint. But then, you know, fast forward in due time, like I, I got, you know, I've produced four or five joints for game and, you know, two or three for 50 cent. And, you know, so things come around when they're supposed to. It's, it's understanding that too, like the uh, timing is everything. Everything, but the thing yeah. is, you also made some, made some bones for yourself mm -hmm. by, you know, forming your own group and putting in all that work, you know, saying prior to yeah. getting to Kanye. So, with me, bro, I was only in the game like three years wow. before I got before I got the Black Street record. You know what I'm saying? Wow, so that's crazy, man. And, yeah, but that was because Teddy was here in Virginia. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So had he been in New York, it would have been damn near impossible. Did did you did, you did you have a relationship with Teddy, or was it just a situation that you was able able to meet him and play him some stuff? What it was was that um, I had a friend of mine named Christo, mm -hmm. and uh, Christo. Uh, sister used to work up at a, he had a, a label called LOR back in the day, Life of Riley. Okay. And uh, Crystal used to work there too or whatever. So he used to kind of manage me and my man Chance. You know, Chance was uh, rapping and Teddy was using Chance a lot. Mm -hmm. On like the black girl record, like uh, 90s girl record. Like that's my man Chance rapping up there. And he's rapping on the, the first Black Street, I mean the first Black Street album. The, um, not No Digby, but the one before that. Okay. That album, you know, the first booty call joint. You know okay. what I'm saying? So um, I kind of had an in, but not a definite, you know what I'm saying? I could at least yeah. get through the doorway, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I just, but the crazy thing was when I finally got up with him, I wasn't even at the studio or somewhere else. And he just happened to be there and heard me upstairs and uh, came up and was like, yo, you know, let me hear some more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I played some more and then I finally put that, the bar sample on, he was just like, I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Mm. Start calling everybody in the room. He's like, yo, what you doing tomorrow night? I'm like, shit, whatever you need me to do tomorrow night. Like, real. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got a trick Man. question. Like, I'm with you tomorrow night. You know what I mean? And that's the I know he had me in Trinidad. Wow. Then I'm finishing, the, finishing the album. So, like you say, you you got to persevere, man. You, you, like, you got to just keep, Man. you know, keep your head keep your head low and keep firing, like Biggie say. 
Yeah. Because you just never know. Like never I said, know. you get 2,000 no's, man. You, get man, 2, you never know. And, and it's so important, too, man, to be prepared for those moments when they That's come. Right. Yeah. I used to keep a Walkman with me with my beat tape in it. Bro. <laughs> That's, how I met. That's how I met Jay Brown at a, wow. at a SWV uh, video shoot. And I gave him my Walkman. I said, yo, just take it. Come back. That's how I used hey. to always do. I give my walk and just let them just just go. You know what I mean? Spring it back when you finish. You know what I'm saying? That's, hey, try, that, that's that's being prepared. Yeah, that's being prepared. So I, I always yeah. kept beats on. I never gave anybody the beats to walk with, mm. but I always gave them always beats to, to hear. They can understand what it was. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's crazy. They don't want to get back in contact. Yeah, amazing. But, um, but the the um we got I see we got another uh, mutual friend exhibit. Yeah, that's my guy, man. Come on, man. That's, that's like my brother right there. Love, Great love exhibit, man. Yeah, that, so how, how did that come about? Um, that came through, uh, I think my guy, Ronfest, too. I think that came from Ronfest, man. Uh, they were good friends. And um, they linked us. I mean, he linked us. I think he was out at the studio with him. We went out there, met up with him, played on some beats. He wound up recording the two of them. And then ever since then, man, we just always kept in contact. But super good dude, man. Always funny. good energy with X. Funny guy, right? <laughs> super funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, the first time, no, this, this wasn't the first time I met him, but one of the times we went to LA and my sister and brother-in-law was with him. He was like, yo, come ride this studio with, with us. And, you know, uh, Exhibit's gonna be there. So I was like, oh, Exhibit? So took him out there. And uh, met him, bro, and he, one, once they, they was crying when they left because he was so, like, entertaining and just hilarious the whole session. <laughs> you talking about, you talking about Jonah. When yeah. We get each other, oh, my God. It's, it's insane. It's yeah. insane. But I'm, I'm also a, a fan of, I don't know if I, if I, if I ever pronounced his name right. Is it Lecrae or Lecrae? Lecrae, yeah. So, Lecrae. Like he's mastered how to give you spiritual music without sounding like you preaching. Yes. Without being Kurt Franklin. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like and it's and it's like uh that's what makes it dope. And I have a cousin, you know, a little cousin that's you know, he's trying to get into the gospel side of rapping as well. And that's why I try to keep him conscious of like, yo, it shouldn't sound like yeah, it's gospel rap. You know yeah, because I mean? you know one of my man, I used to did not like gospel rap prior to at all yeah because it was just so it sounded cheesy first like i'm still like even though i i love you know the, the message and the gospel like i still want to hear some authenticity creatively in it. absolutely so i still want to feel hip hop when when me and cray met when me and cray met he was into that too he was like yo i just want like i love your sound i just want you to be you you know so i i wind up working with them on, like did a song on a mixtape and then I did two songs on his uh, Anomaly album and then after the Anomaly album he was like yo come executive produce my Church Clothes 3 and I had a blast with that because it was like really diving in to like feeling you right. know and, and giving him some substance musically you know right. and, he, and he was with it man so I think that's why that project turned out so so dope you know but, uh, but, he, but he has mastered that he's been a He's been a student of hip hop and he found out how to balance it. And like you, and like you say, on the, 
message side, not feeling too preachy. You know, still life. You're still talking about life and, and relating right. to, to, to life situations. But at the same time, it's not like too, too much. That part. Yeah. He has a great balance. Super. Like I say, I, I listen to his music, not even realizing I'm listening to a gospel rapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that. that's what made it all the more better for me. <clears throat> I, definitely, I definitely want to work with him one day myself. Oh, okay, man, I, I can definitely link y'all, bro. Yeah, he's, he, he's sure. super good people too. Okay. Like, so, and, and, and and to be honest with you, like him and his his label reach the business that they do is amazing. Oh like, wow! Just being prompt, like that's probably one of the well, a couple labels. Disney, <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> reach and uh, Beyonce <clears throat> company. Um, dang, I forgot the name of the company. Uh, but those three companies, for sure, I can definitely tell you. Like, I've never been paid for a record before it actually came out, but with them three. Aftermath the same way. Aftermath, okay. Oh, yeah, you know what? Aftermath, too. Because I've I done a John Connor record that right. never came out, and Dre, was, Dre still paid me for the record. <laughs> Cut the check. Nothing to talk yeah. about. You did the record? All right, right. let yeah. me shout out right quick. Get it out to him. Yeah. Like, everybody else, they be like, you ain't get your check yet? What? Hold on, man. man. Let me, uh... <laughs> Five months, eight months. I think probably the longest with me is probably close to a year. I got you beat. Really? <laughs> Two years. Oh. Insane. Oh man. I had to call hey. Silver on. I had to call Silver on directly. Like, listen, Silver, can you please get these people? They give me my what I already worked for two years ago. What I already me. worked for. That's what's <laughs> like, nah, what man. I, I still don't understand it. I really don't understand it. I get it. Like I said, because of how the business is now, that's why I say I feel so bad for new producers because a producer's only leverage is the sample info and the session. After you relinquish those two things, you're pretty much at the mercy of the court. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, you can't keep them honest after that. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So in, in order for you to keep them honest, you got to hold on to something. Yeah. And now they're hitting you with the you know, with the BS now. Well, well, we want this beat, but we want to clear the sample first. So what's the sample? <laughs> so it's like, what? <laughs> I know. It makes no sense whatsoever. At, at all. So you're gonna pay the sample people before you pay me? Like, what are you talking about? I'm I come from a place where I want that beat. I know it's a sample, whatever. We can't get a clear, we'll replay it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a no-brainer. Like yeah. we just reinterpolate it. It's nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so crazy, man. It is so crazy. Uh it's, it's insane. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't get it, man. But I mean that's that's one of the things too. Like my attorney, like I've never done a producer debt. No, you can't. I, I, they got me twice in my career, and both times, and that's why it took me two years mm-hmm. to get that money. Well, because really? of that debt. Yep. Yeah, that, was, that, that debt. was one of the first things he was like, "We're not doing producer debts. Leave those alone all the way." Yeah. Bad news. But yeah. the thing, the, what makes it enticing, is that they tell you that if they do it that way, you get the money. Yeah. <laughs> we get, I can cut you the check tomorrow. Uh-huh. 
That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. Is that what they say? That you still have to wait two months for the check after that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yo. So I was like, yo, the only way to keep these people honest, man, is to hold on to something of value. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense for us to give everything. Everything, yeah. And then we like, hey, hello. Song out, video out. Everybody's Mm -hmm. been paying with us. It's like, what in the world? I'm at a Twilight Zone right now. Yeah. You have no leverage at that point. Uh, Zero. Yeah, what usually happens too at this time, like I, I know a few situations, um, I hadn't been paid for stuff, but then they they added the song is out, hadn't been paid, but then these these um, these sinks start to come in, and I wouldn't reprove it. I was like, okay, get this check, and then I start approving proving these sinks, like two three sinks on the table, like and they right. at that time they on the phone like, yo, we need you to get the you know. They need to uh, need you to sign off on these records like ASAP. <clears throat> no, uh, can I get my money ASAP? You know that part. <laughs> like, yeah, why yeah. Is, why is that hard? All of, all of a sudden, they turn it up to it's like, okay, yeah, we can get this check cut, and it's like, okay, get this check. Let's do this, and then I'll go ahead and sign these sign off on these things. You know, and, and that's that's why I don't know if you seen my story the other day. I was like, another reason why I feel bad for new producers is because. At least back in the day when you used to post your plaque, mm-hmm. two million, your bank account reflected that plaque. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different now. <laughs> now it's like you can have a plaque that say 10 million on that bitch and you still got $400 in the bank. It's like there is no back end yeah. for the producer anymore. That's what's being erased. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I told people a long time ago. I say some kind of way we can, they convinced us Nobody wanted to buy music anymore. Mm-hmm. And once they took the CD player out of the car, that pretty much co-signed yeah. that sentiment. So now mm-hmm. a CD is looking like vinyl. Can't yeah. put us in the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's old school. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we, it, it automatically took us right there. Like, oh, that's old school. Well, I'm not on no CD no more. Which mm-hmm. was a total lie. It's total myth. Because people are still, they still love music. Like you say, me and you, Mister. I don't know. I want the, I want the artwork back. I want to see yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. I want, you know what I'm saying? I don't know who wrote nothing no more because you got nothing attached to anything anymore. Nothing it's attached to anything, man. Credits are 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 not important anymore. They're they're just not important. I mean, they they are important, but you know, per highs being presented, it's not at all. So you hear, like you say, you hear a great record now. You you can. You, you got to go to uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. Hopefully it's already listening. Hopefully it's on there. Yeah. <laughs> no guarantee. <laughs> no guarantee. <laughs> but now, what, 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 uh, which news blew your way more, the, the Kanye or the Beyonce? Um, uh, man, actually, the Kanye was probably the, the, the most exciting because of the time it happened and that was the what i had been working i've been they have that's what i've been working up towards right but the beyonce because when i went to work with her and um she flew me up to new york to work with her for a week on the four album and the very first day i was already defeated and the reason why is because okay i went i had my beats ready I started playing her beats, you know, she, she's dancing and, and uh, you know, doing little melodies and stuff on it. And then on, about the third beat, she stopped 
She said, I love all of those, but I don't need any more beats for my album. And I'm like, oh gosh, like, what does that mean? She's like, I had these five songs that I really love the songs, but I don't like the production on them. So I want to give you these five Pro Tools sessions and let you rework these. Uh, but I already have 75 songs on my album. And when she, for, for my album. And when right. she told me that, in my mind, I was like, there's no way I'm going to make this Beyonce album. So I'm like, I might as well just, you know, have fun and, you know, work on these songs. And then as we started working on these songs about the second day, I was like, I got to make this Beyonce album. Because <laughs> uh -huh. I started thinking, I always had this fear of getting one record, a one big record like the Kanye record, and never doing another record again because i had right. people that was coming up around the time and they had their big break and then you don't hear about them no more and i always had a fear of that and um you know so i was like i have to make this beyonce record and then at that point my whole perspective changed and my mindset changed and and you could start telling in in the way i was approaching the records too you right. know so so I wind up doing that. They liked two of the five. They really liked two of the five records. So two of the records made the top 25. When they cut it down to 17 or the top 20, we had one that was still in there. And then that wind up, which was best thing I never had. And that wind up making the album and becoming her second single. So I, I was, I was shocked because even after I left that week, I would, I would shoot a Tata text. Be like, yo, y'all decided on the album, the final track listing yet? And he'd be like, not yet. Or, no, nah, we hadn't decided anything yet. And it was like months. And I'm like, man. And they weren't hitting me back. And the, and then those 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 thoughts start going like, man. I don't think I made this month. Uh, and then he called me out the blue one day. He's like, yo, congratulations. You made the album. And then... I was like, you for real? And he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, we think you got a second single too. And I, I, I pretty much just lost it. Like, yo, this is crazy. crazy. You got you, you got four Mount Rushmore's on your list though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, the Kanye, yeah. Beyonce. Watch the throne joint. Watch the throne now. Man, what hey, this this is crazy because uh I remember being, and you probably know what I'm about to say. I remember being in the Watch the Throne sessions. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was a beat Kanye would always play of yours. Uh, I think I, I think I I think I played it for you. Horn. It was a drum with horns in it. Yeah. It's got the little intro from the movie. Yeah, he wanted to change his drums. I was like, nah. <laughs> That happened. Oh man, I remember this conversation because he was like, "Man, yeah. Big, Big won't send the Pro Tools to us," <laughs> and it was Jay and Kanye. He was like, "Man, Big won't," and I they may have made a phone call to you or something because I remember being on the phone. He was like, "Man, we trying to get this these stems from Bink, but he won't send them to us." <laughs> and I remember thinking at that point, like, "Oh, Bink is a, 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 a OG for real." That basically showed me that. Like, really, like you. I don't care who you are. Like, this is more value. I, I, this, this holds more value of the way my stuff sounds. 
I don't care who you are, like that's that values over anybody. <laughs> right. I don't want to compromise. It? I'm never going to compromise myself. Never want to compromise saying? yourself. So your that, that, and it would have been something different had they say, "Yo, I right, come out here, let's try to figure it yeah. out." Uh-huh. That would have made all the difference. Mm-hmm. But the fact you wanted me to send my kids to you without me coming. <laughs> It won't happen. I, you know I remember it, bro. It's, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Even, even was, Devil, so Devil in a New Dress, that was two-track, right? Or was that yeah. a stem? That was that a two-track? Two track. Wow. Because mm-hmm. the crazy shit was, I didn't even play that for him. Wow. We, 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 bro, we were in Hawaii, and uh, I was holding my laptop in my in my arm, my forearm like this, mm-hmm. and uh, was listening to one beat, and then the beat goes off while we're talking, and the and the devil the just beat comes on, and he's like, "Yo, what's that?" I'm like, "Oh, you you fuck with it?" Like, cause I would have never played it for him because of the time. Like the time, like the, the super soulful shit wasn't really yeah cracking cracking at the time. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't thinking that he would be on that type of page. So it was meant to happen. It came on. He was like, "Oh no, I need that right now." Yeah. So, man. I gave it to the I gave it to the engineer. He went and the first thing he said was, "Oh, I love it though." That's the first thing he said that they kept on the record to the that day. Like that's oh, the, yeah. as soon as he went in the booth, he said, "Oh, I love it though." Man, you know what I mean? And then he was like, uh, "She loved Jesus, but she she learned a lot, a lot from Satan." That was the first line he came up with. You know what I'm saying? Like that was out the gate, and then I just walked out like, "Yo." Psh. They do you know do your magic, you know what I'm saying? I I remember hearing that joint while I was out there, man. And I was like, man, who did this? And it was like Bink. I'm like, wow. And it was another joint too. I was dang, I was in Hawaii, and this is a whole different time. This is when we were out there working on John Legend's album. And the other the, hey, I remember hearing that. And I was like, yo, who did this? He's like, man, Bink this. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, the crazy uh, thing was, the crazy thing was when I gave Kanye the CD mm-hmm. before I came to Hawaii, mm-hmm. the Who Do We Think We Are beat was up there. Yes, that's it. That the, 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 the Pride and Joy, the Pride and Joy record with Fat oh, Joe and Kanye. Okay, yeah. Jay-Z interview with Hit Boy. His oh, first wow. single when he came out, that was up there. And... um. The uh, Wash the Throne beat, yeah, was up there. You know what I'm saying? So like That's those are all the beats on, on on that on that one CD. You know That's what I'm saying? Crazy, but, man. But it, like I said, it was it was definitely a, um an experience. You know what I'm saying? An honor to go up there because you know me and Kanye, I came in like three years before him. Mm-hmm. But I remember when he came in, you know, he used to ask me questions. Yeah. You know, like you know, who should he what should he add or no musicians. So he started using my musicians and my engineers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Which I had, yeah. So E-Bass, I bought E-Bass in the game. Wow. And then Doug Wilson was my engineer. Doug Wilson mixed all my stuff. Mm-hmm. But we mixed together anyway. Mm-hmm. So all my blueprint stuff, you know, dynasty stuff, that was always Doug. Mm-hmm. So kind of he started rocking with, you know what I'm saying, with both of them a little bit. But um, he used to always ask me about, you know, what he should add to it and just watching him figure that thing out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? It was dope, you know what I'm saying? To see him go from producer to artist. Yeah. 
because I remember when he first presented himself as an artist, and a lot of people were just like, yeah, nah, mm -hmm. keep doing beats. And he was like, oh, no, I'm finna do this artist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got me fucked up. Like, I'm finna do this. You know what I mean? And, like, and that's really why I was like, this now. right. And, I, and that's why I, I tilted my head to him that much more because that would have discouraged the average person. Mm -hmm. now, the, the very person that you look up to, you, you know, you rap for me, like, ah. Mm -hmm. You know that that would have kind of thrown thrown you off the average person off path. Yeah, but he was like, not only did he keep going, but he went to spend his own money mm -hmm. and shot the through the wire video. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So once he did that, it just it totally flipped everybody. Like, oh, this 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 because it was never smooth for a producer to go from producer to artist. Artist, yeah. Normally, uh -huh. yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> so especially yeah. at that level. Yeah, it wasn't a cool thing back then. Nah, but uh, you know we have plenty of producers that were rap, mm -hmm. but like that, yeah, that wasn't normal. That's, that's you know great. what I'm saying. That wasn't normal at all to hear a rapper. I mean, hear a producer first that can rap better than the people he was doing beats for. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah, nah, that's true. That shit don't happen. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no man, it just don't happen like that. But we got another mutual friend too, though. Royce. Royce is my guy, man. Come on, man. Love Royce. Royce. That's my brother, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I started working with um, man. I've always been a fan of Royce since like Boom, <laughs> Boom is still right. like my, you know. So I always followed his career and was a fan of his of his um, of his stuff. Um, I think I met Royce through. Go play Ramfest. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Ron Fist. It, <laughs> I think it was. I think it was Mr. Porter. Oh, Denon, another good. Denon, I think it was. I think it was Denon. That's my guy too, man. Just yeah, good guy, man. Yeah, just good people. Uh, yeah, and I wound up going to Detroit, like one time to 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 mess with Royce and Denon, man. And I think ever since then, it, it just felt like home. You know, they felt like my brothers. You know, and uh, I always enjoyed creating with them you know so that led to you know them reaching out to executive produce the um the book of ryan with denon right mm -hmm. yeah that and um dang the layers that i get executive? i don't well, i can't remember if i was executive producer on layers or not but i did i did quite a few joints on layers too but yeah right. I, know that, I know definitely book of ryan they was like yo we want you to you know help executive produce this with, with me and and uh Denon. And people would tell me too, they was like, man, he's very uh Royce is very, you know, uh he doesn't allow a lot of people in his circle. Kind of like like him. You know, so they was like, man, if he, if he like you, you good. You in there, you know. You yeah. feel like he can trust you and and it was just a, a mutual thing, man. And we 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 bonded and um yeah like i say they they just good people now and i that's one of the things too is i just love working with good people you know at the end of the day you know okay yeah you talented or whatever but like how's how's your heart how's your integrity how's your character what's, what's the energy know? in the session like what's, what's the energy, energy like and and i can't i can't take that uptight yeah I, I i really have a no tolerance for it so Right. So that's how I kind of align myself with who I'm working with. 
like now it's like, how, right. like does it really align or is it something that i'm forcing you know that part personalities clash and you know all, all that matters now yeah but like i say it ain't just about you know oh he always told me all money ain't good money. all money ain't good money that's right you know what i'm saying so it's like you know you can sit here and try to get this check and be ready to punch his head off the entire session mm-hmm. or you can be in here and have fun and laugh and yeah, <laughs> you know, and bounce ideas off each other, and, and really enjoy the session. Yeah, like, I don't want to be in that session where I feel like somebody's micromanaging me and just always scrutinizing Terrible. every little thing. Yeah. Uh, one one thing I one thing I always go by is if if music begins to feel like a job to me, then I got to make some <laughs> changes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got to be fun. That, that, that affects me. That that affects me when it starts to feel like work. You know, right. so it's got to be, I got to keep it fun, man. And I got to keep the energy right. I think one of the, the dopest things that I, I love about you is just the fact that, you know, your son and your wife is intertwined mm-hmm. with your career. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think that's like super dope, you know what I'm saying, to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, like I envy that about you. Like that's so, I, I, I want that. You know, so I, I would love to have something like that. You know what I'm saying? To have Appreciate my son that. doing what I do when he's actually good at it. You know, <laughs> and then my wife is like, yeah, you go do it. You got it. I'm, you know, I'll send these FedExes out for you first. And it's like, yeah. that's everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's everything. Like, real shit. So, um, I just want to say that, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't man, see. Appreciate that. That, that means another, a lot, man. They have, yeah. I mean, they've really been a part of, uh, I mean, it's it's really been a blessing. They've been a part of everything that I've been uh they've been involved you know that was one of the things too like you know with my son doing it it was I never wanted to force him into doing it but I wanted him to know that that's what he wanted to do you know so it was it was I I really didn't stay on him to yo you need to be doing this or doing that or making sure you're making beats whatever it was like putting the program on his computer and then let him figure it out and if he right. ever had if he ever had questions, he could he would come to me. But you know, not trying to force him into do it, doing it. And then with my wife, man, she was just always just a uh, a champion supporter too. And that was proven when I wanted to leave my corporate job, and she got fully behind me and was like, "Yo, I feel like this is what you should be doing full time too." And that right there changed everything for me. Yeah, it, it, it really did. Just her support. And instead of being like, no, you know, we need this. Because at that time, we were struggling. We had two young boys we were raising. And um, and she was like, let's figure it out. Let's take a year, pay some bills off, you know, pay some debt off, uh, save some money, get rid of some things that we don't need, like cable. And she started these little meal plans to where we would buy basically a lot of ground meat. And every day would be spaghetti right. hamburgers or you know that's right that's right yeah we just put a yeah. plan together and, and eight months later after that conversation i had with her uh i wound up leaving my job and just going full force with the music you know now look at yeah yeah that's i always tell her it worked out come on man that she <laughs> did the right sent. did the right thing <laughs> she is god sent man like i i bro it's been so many times i've seen uh guys come to my studio and they want to get into music right and either got the type of wife they just keep calling. Mm-hmm. Just keep calling them. 
or the one that comes and she looks miserable. Yeah. Like she don't want to be there. Yeah. So of course, how can he work mm-hmm. seeing her like that? Nah, like, you know what I'm saying? That's true. So man. it's like to see that's what I said, to see your situation like, oh man, that's for every man, that's every man's dream. Yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it prior to that, which what is even more crazy is when we were dating, at the time we were dating, like I stood her up on so many dates because of music. You know, wow. make, over at my my guy's house, you know, uh, making beats on the SB1200 all day. And she'd be like, yeah, we're going to go to, let's go to dinner or a movie this evening. And then she'll come by and I'll be like, almost done. And she'll come back an hour later and I'll be like, man, almost done. I finished and we look up and it's 11, 10, 11 o'clock at night and everything then passed. And it's like, Whoa. man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Again. So Again? it was a, it was a lot of that, man. Just not me not being able to pull away from it. But you know, as our relationship grew, personally, I had to find a way to make her feel like she was part of my dream and my vision as well. It couldn't. Right. I couldn't make it. I couldn't continue to make it feel like she was competing against it. Right. Because, yeah. So it's like, how can I make her involved? I made how that can mistake. I, her? I made that mistake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, I definitely made that mistake. It's such a hard balance, too, man, because, you know, back then, that's when you really trying to put those hours in to figure it out and get better at your craft. So I always say you have to sac- – if you want to be good at something, you have to sacrifice something, which is usually time, you know, time mm-hmm. with family, time with your your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever – and that was the time I was really trying to figure it out because I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, but I knew that I had to put the time in it to really get good, to be at a point to where I could compete, you know? Uh, yeah. so, she, so she paid for a lot of that, but uh, like I say, it, it worked out. It definitely worked out for the better. And, and listen, ladies and gentlemen, this this is what support looks like. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's exactly what support looks like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can it can just pretty much catapult you to far beyond where you you would be if you had that if you didn't have that negative energy like oh, oh what time are you coming home with? Well, are you gonna be in there all night? Well, I'm hungry. You said that yesterday. Like, oh my God. That right there is a producer's nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like real, that's producer's nightmare right there. That's why I tell producers, I said, let me tell you something I used to do when I was thinking. I said I would invite a girl. I used to have a studio in my basement, in Jersey. Uh-huh. So I said I would invite a invite a girl over, and set her up upstairs, you know, uh-huh. the big screen and movies. All right, listen, all the movies in this cabinet right here. <laughs> liquor over here, you know what I mean? And I come up every once in a while, I talk to him, but I'm back in the studio. Mm. And the one that would keep coming downstairs, like, so how much, you know, you think you're going <laughs> to? That was the test, that, That's the one you never invite back. Yeah, the, the one you come upstairs, bed. one in the morning, and they got a pillow and a, and a blanket, and they sleep. Mm-hmm. You, you, you hit it. You hit it on the <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And she, she comfortable. She's chilling. She could be anywhere, but she'd rather be here with you. You know that's, what I mean? the, that's the one that aced the test right there. That's the one that aced the test right there. Yeah. She made herself confident, you know what I'm saying, until I got ready. I came up and boom, you know what I'm saying? But these guys, I see these young guys with these chicks, and chicks is giving them the business. Like, yeah, bro, yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. get rid of her, if you don't hurry up and get rid of that one, you got to see <laughs> a serious, whack future for you. You know what I'm saying? 
Like for real. But the last Mount Rushmore for real is your man Marshall Mathers. Yeah. Man, I know that was a process getting on that. Definitely, man. And uh that was one of the ones that came. This was this was this was crazy because it was one of the ones that came out of the blue. And right. so I had got to a point to where um uh, I was tired of doing A and R meetings because every A and R meeting I was going to, they'd be at their desk. And while I'm playing beats, they'd be like, okay, on yeah, their phone. Yeah, leave that one. Okay, yeah, go to the next one. Okay, yeah, put that one on the drive for me. Okay, appreciate it. Yeah, you know. It would it would be that. And I'm like, man, I just I just do not like A and R meetings. Uh so my, my managers at the time, who was uh, big up to my man's DJ, love DJ and Stat, Stat Quo. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they was like, yo, my man's Manny at Interscope, you know, uh, wants to hear some joints from you, go by and play it. And at first I was like, man, I was like, okay, I'll go do it. So I went over there and uh, he's at the desk. We meet each other and uh, I start playing joints. And then I played one joint and he was like, Give me that right now. Like M needs that, and I'm like, okay. So I put on the flash drive. Flash drive. Uh, he emailed the beat right there while I was there. Sent it over, and um, a couple other beats he picked from me. And uh, probably a couple of weeks later, he texted me. He was like, M is really filling this record, and I'm like, right. cool. He was like, I'll keep you updated. And then a couple of weeks later, after that. He was like, yo, they need the stems for this record. And I sent the stems, and he was like, one thing about him, if he asks him for the stems, he really likes it, you know. So I wind up sending the stems and wind up making the album, man. So after th- after that, they would always reach out. Um, I-, I-, I started building more with Paul Rosenberg and Tracy, built a relationship with them. And mm-hmm. they always yell, Marshalls need more stuff. So I just be sending stuff to them. And, uh, you know, wind up getting on another album. And, yeah, it's just kind of like that. You just kind of always reach out now. And I, I, I kind of learned what he gravitates towards, the, the joints right. he was picking from me. I kind of learned he some certain things, whether it was pocket or certain sounds I was using that he gravitate towards. So I know when I'm sending him, I'm, like, focused on, certain key elements that I know he gravitates towards and like he's he's cinematic. Yeah. Very. Very cinematic. You know what I'm saying? So you can't send no simple shit. <laughs> I mean he likes the epic yeah the epic feel. You know I mean yeah. on some records anyway, but then you got the happy joints too. But the real joints like string driven and all that. Yeah. He's definitely he's another monster. Yep. I just remember seeing him rapping with that backpack on this uh some DVD I had like 20 years ago. He was just man. He was at he was at some record store. They was freestyling. He was just spanking me like he was just like giving everybody business in this battle. I was like, yo, who is this fucking white yeah. kid? You know? <laughs> He's like going ham on everybody. No, I remember the first time I heard him. We was on a uh, me and some of my fellas. We was in a crew together. Uh, we were doing a, a road trip to D.C. And um, and we passed through Atlanta, and they had this radio station. I forgot what station it was, like a bunch of underground stuff. And 
they were they were playing his songs like crazy and we was like man who is this and we found out it was him and i think ever since that moment like we always just stayed in you know just kind of stayed um connected in in to him and was always digging for him you know right. on, on on forums or whatever and, and bro he was spitting like every he was one of those mcs that every bar was 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 a was a bar. It was a situation. Every like, ball was a situation. Every line was was potent. And his cadences that he picked. Like, man, the cadence was so so incredible. His cadences be intricate. Yeah. But he he becomes an instrument himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Like he really knows how to get in the creeps and crevices of that beat. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Make it a marriage. So what's yeah. your what's what's your dog right now? Um, man, I think I've been going back and forth between Ableton and FL, but Ableton is like my, my main. That's not what you had when I met you, though. Man, I, I went through so many dives. I think when, <laughs> I'm real, for real. I think, I think when, uh, when I met you, I was on Reason. I think I was on Reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now, yeah, now Ableton is my my go-to go-to. Yeah. Wow, a lot of people have made that transition to Ableton. I, like I tried it. it. You didn't like it? Couldn't get into it, man. You, you, I, I you, tried, bro. You logic, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm you always logic. you always been logic. MP three thousand. Oh, okay. ASR ten. Yeah, okay. Yeah. ASR ten first. Oh, okay. And then MPC. Then MPC. Then logic. Okay. How, how was it for you transitioning from hardware to software? Excruciating. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it took me a minute. I was so against it at first, and it just really just took me one time going over uh, one of my homies. When I first moved out here, one of my homies uh, by the name of Pignit, who's an a incredible producer, uh, I went right. to his house, and he was playing me these beats, and I was like, yo, what are you doing this on? He was like, man, reason. He was like, let me show it to you. So he showed it. And that's when I made the transition. I was like, okay, I got to get this and I got to, I got to learn this because I, I, I like how everything is right here and it's fast. Right. And I was still dealing with, mm-hmm. uh, dry, uh, floppies and, 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 and I'm like, yo, I'm like, I got to make this transition. <laughs> and it was, it was tough that time because my, my, my mentality was so hard where I was just so big on hardware and, diehard hardware fan you know uh, it was hard for me to transition but once i got it got the groups like okay this makes sense devil in a new dress that's the mp and pro tools really same thing with uh, the john legend joint well I, i i can say i mean i was gonna say that i can tell because the just the swing on that on them drums but at the same time your logic you you found out how to do that on Logic too, because the stuff yeah. the new stuff you're doing, you still got the same <laughs> the same, same swing. swing pocket. But it was like trying to get into Logic, going from that MP was just like, like Jesus take the wheel, like please, <laughs> like God was trying to figure it out. Like yeah, it's a, it's a big it's a big learning curve, man. A, a whole nother like a a, a whole, you got to flip your whole mindset. You know, to, to yeah. understand how things work and how, you know, 
how the algorithms of these dolls work too. But not to get, I don't want nobody to get it confused either. You don't have to make the transition to compete. No, absolutely but not. You are definitely cheating yourself yeah. by not exploring that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You can still, you know, you can still get it cracking with your hardware for sure. Mm-hmm. But not to expose all these new bells and whistles. <laughs> here now that you, it would be criminal for you not to, yeah. especially with the Ableton, how you can, the things you can do with that right click button is insane. Yeah, no, absolutely, like, man. <laughs> like, I, I think like, the man? I think the balance with me was when I started using software. Even even now, when I started using software, like I just try to incorporate still some type of live instrumentation to to things. Yeah. And and then I kind of got in the the uh, the the. Uh, synth game of buying like Juno and Moog and stuff like that Keyboard. and that just that yeah. helped that helped greatly you know just to keep I seen your setup I seen your setup yeah man <laughs> Mario, shout out to Mario Wines I remember you know being the bad boy Daddy's house and Mario Wines was looking like Paul Schaefer in that bitch <laughs> he had them joints like just stacked up like every roller man. joint like you know what I'm saying Most, like, the, uh, the, the little uh Planet Fat Joint, whatever you call them, John. I forgot yeah. the analog, the analog station joints. Like yep. he had all of them shits, like all of them midied up, ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Teddy was the same way, but the textures you can get out of there is just like, yeah, it's it's insane. So you, like yeah. I said, you'd be insane not to expose that extra superpower that you can absolutely. tap into to add to your hardware stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, absolutely. I totally agree. But uh, Lupe, I'm a fan of Lupe too. Lupe is my guy too, man. Lupe Fiasco, that he he's on my on my, on my bucket list. I gotta get at him one time. But you have my all time favorite vocalist in life. <laughs> oh, I know you finna say it too. <laughs> Gladys Knight, bro. Gladys Knight, man. Gladys Knight is like to me. Jasmine Sullivan is a new Gladys Knight, man. Oh, that's oh! I never thought about that. She's the new Gladys, hey. like texture wise, like this is same range. Yeah, deep raspy. Oh, that's crazy. Like deep raspy, but can still, but to still be able to, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Get up there on you right quick, like, bro. I love that woman, man. Like I, I got to meet her. Man, one she, time. she is one of the man, just one of the the best. Persons you can ever meet. <laughs> she favors my mom. I, 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 I promise you, I learned so much from her, man. And just, you know, uh, you know, first of all, being able to produce a song for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a situation where she drove, they drove her tour bus down and she stayed here for two days to work on the song. So, so the tour bus is parked on the side street over here on the side of my house like for two days and i'm like crazy. wow this is crazy man so you know just That's being, just being in a studio with her and um having these conversations about 40 50 years back and these little she was these little stories that she was saying and then you know uh putting the song out and then she wanted me to uh, 
come do the promo tour for it, just to be with, just to be in the midst of the promo tour. So going to like Sway in the morning and The Real and all, uh, um, uh, Bevy, uh, Bevy, Bevy Smith, and these uh, these are different shows, man, and and doing these five o'clock in the morning lobby calls with their every day and right. it was it was just amazing, man. I, I still can't believe like I actually did it or that I was on a promo tour with Gladys Knight because she's one of the artists that I never would have expected to work with. Period. You know, right. that's one of, that's one of those. Yeah. She's great, legendary, iconic, but there's no way, like, how is that going to align? You know, so it wasn't even a thought. So for that to happen, it was um, nobody but God, bro. I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have personally made that work. Right. Yeah. She, you know, the fact that I sampled her record from Freeway. You know, oh, when they remember yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? So just wow. I just remember listening to that sample, you know, and it was the um the way we were, the live version. Mm. And they had the whole orchestra in there with her. And it was just like with that brass section too, I was like, Oh, yeah. I got like my when I, I get it from my father. When I hear something that I like a lot, uh-huh, I get chill bumps all up and down my arm. Like my hair literally stands up on my arm, on both arms, and my my father's the same way. If I from playing music, he ran in the room and say, "Look, look, 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 look. Yeah, you got one there, boy. You got one there, boy." And his his hair like he would have goosebumps all up his arm, like wow. literally. You know what I'm saying? And so when I hear somebody sing and they like really like going there like Kimberrell type. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like jazz. Oh, that no, I I got the same feeling, man. Just her being in my booth and her doing certain takes, and I was like, wow. And we would, me and the engineer and the songwriter that was in with me, Avir, we would, we would literally look at each other and just be like, yo, this is like, did you hear that? It it was it was man, it was definitely uh, um. It was an experience of a lifetime. Like I gotta it, say, it I, I seen you do that. I said, yo, that's, <laughs> that's that's that just shows great range that you that you're covering to have man from from Lil Uzi Vert to Royce of Five Nine to Eminem to Gladys Knight to Beyonce to Kanye. Like that means you just understand music. Man, that that I, it, 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 I, I can honestly say that the Gladys Knight was probably the most stressful too because I would have these mo I would have these moments to where I would literally go into like panic attacks. And then I mean being by myself. Right. Because I would start to think of the caliber of her and her legacy and all the history she has and, and just how iconic she was and the fact that she was trusting me because we would have these meetings on the phone and like even in New York, we would have these meetings in, in, in our rooms. And every time like her manager or her husband, who's a manager would ask her something about something, she would look at me and be like, whatever S thinks. And that was so much pressure for me that she was, you know, she would be on the phone like, um, like, 
what you think s what you think we should do right here what you think and that was so much I, I try not to show it on the phone i was trying to you know be as confident because i didn't want her to feel like i felt like i wasn't confident in what we were doing right. and the decisions i was making but when i would get out yeah. the phone bro i would get in these panic attacks that were like man like am i even am i even capable of doing this you know because i would always think about who she was and just that alone was so just in a whole nother level that it's like am i even capable of being attached to this and it was right. it was it, it, it I struggle with it. I, I I can't even lie. Like I'm just gonna be as transparent as possible. Like I struggle with that. But there was we would always have these conversations, and she would have she would say like little key things to me in these conversation, which was almost like God giving me confirmation that I'm supposed to be doing that, or I'm I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> that part, because real, yeah. you know, one thing you know I learned late in my life is that. Um, confidence is sexy. Mm, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, to to just stand firm on whatever you believe. Stand firm on what you believe. That's right. And just and, and just rock out. Like you know, you gotta you know live by it. Live by it. You know what I'm saying. Like this is what I'm standing on. This yep. is what I believe in. This is how it's supposed to be. That's the only thing people respect. Yeah, you're right. Well, people are like. Oh, Whatever you think, uh, you like me. You know, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you can't be that guy because yeah, you gotta be. You got. You have person, to be sure of yourself, man. You have to. You got be sure. to because the and, wrong and person in the room can infiltrate. I was just gonna say Fast. that. Yeah, absolutely. Fast. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like now you're making him look like, look like the genius. Yeah. Because he right. comes about. You know what? You know what? We need to do this. We need to do that, and go over here and go over there. That's everything we need to do. And you're like, that's what I just said, actually, but. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, it was like you said, that was a good life lesson for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I need, I need that too. Because like, you feel like you're in a hot seat. Yeah. And it was like, you know, okay, what we doing? That's she's like, um, I mean, yeah. shit. I mean, we doing something. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? What, what, what you want to do? Like, nah, man. Yeah. You gotta be like, oh, this is what we doing. We are doing horns today. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You know, we do horns to five o'clock in the afternoon. At the five, we're going to the, you know, at, at the guitar. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. You like that tape, S? No. <laughs> you can't be like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, no, it, really, it, really, it really boils down to committing early. Yeah. Yeah, just, just making yeah, the yeah. commitment because, you know, it's easy to overthink things, us being creative. Um, you know, it's easy to do that. So it's just like committing. Once you once you feel something's right, commit to it, move to the next thing. Commit, move to the next. You know, so, stand on it. Yeah, yeah, stand on it. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, man, I appreciate you coming up here with me, Esma. This is an honor. Man, same here, man. Appreciate you reaching you know out and, and allowing me to to even uh you know share a platform with you. <laughs> People, like I said, it's not, the, the real creators and the real innovators don't get enough light. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because we don't really look for it. You know, we're not doing the extra marketing and promotion to for you to know our name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we're hoping our music speaks yeah. 
for us. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. with that being said, nobody really knows us like they're supposed to know because we're not doing the extra shit that everybody else is yeah. doing. And so ex- especially now with, credit, with, with, with credits being uh, not there. You know what I mean? There. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I, you know, I try to get you know, like like yourself, you know, I had T minus last week, and yeah, that's you know what that's what I got too, man. T yeah, come dude. on, incredible, incredible. Yeah. Like, yep. He's the reason why a lot of people saw how they sound. Like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So he's definitely a tastemaker. So I try to get all tastemakers up here, and not just people who conform. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you're not a conforming type of producer. You've always had like integrity for your own sound and experiment and just doing things. So I definitely want to make sure I got got you in here man I, I appreciate that bro that's i mean like i say when i first started and and entered into this new world of like this um uh, it for me personally it was always how can i be me but still connect to um to the now and that's it, it's a challenge sometimes but i think that as long as i'm implementing me first and then yeah. i can add little elements of of what connects to people or, or certain people, you know, because when I implement and when I implement me into my creativity, it's automatically going to connect to people who feel a certain way, you know, our our our, our generation of music, right? Musicians. That part. Um, I mean, I told yeah, you the yeah. same thing when I met you at our standard. I said, the same oh yeah, thing. yeah. Like, listen, yeah. So it's saying? always I don't believe it. Always doing that, but then trying to find elements to connect, but not going too much, you know, to where you lose you in it. <laughs> Which is easy to do when you don't have integrity. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Losing yourself is inevitable. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like you say, when you can, you can actually stand on something and be like, you know what, I'm not doing it. And yeah. I'm not doing it for this reason. And like it or love it, or, or, or you know what I'm saying, or hate it. Yeah. This is how I feel. You know what I mean? Like, like you did with the stems for Ye and Jay. <laughs> that part, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, you're not touching my, you know, I'm sorry. Like, we're not doing that. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, you know, me and Kanye definitely got some unfinished business. Like, you know what I'm saying? We only did one record and it's been like, it's been named all types of great names, you know what I'm saying? Like in history. Mm-hmm. So we definitely need to get back up, both of us, you know what I'm saying? We did some incredible yeah. records with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But again, I appreciate the Grammy nominated winning. I mean, Grammy award winning <laughs> a couple times over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Coming on my show, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a blessing. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, big man. Appreciate you, bro. I, I hit you up. Man. All right. You too. Peace. One.